Give us a clap, Jacob. Clappy, clappy. One clap, please. Fine. <laughs> One slow clap. Thank you. That's all right. Attitude there. That's the cold open, right? <laughs> it's just it's just Tyler doing this. Yeah, just sterilize the whole time. Cool. Uh so yeah, Gorgon, give us an open, a little rundown of what's going on for our open. Said open twice. Um I was I was waiting for a full stop because that was a comma. It was that wasn't even a comma, that was an ellipsis. Um <laughs> When you're ready, buddy, give give it. Okay. Give it. Send it. <laughs> I, I just kind of want to see how much longer it gets out of the square. We're going to be here a while. Welcome back to another episode of the HMG podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scorchin, and we have the full crew with me today. I have Dan. Howdy. I have Tyler. Hello. And Jacob. Hello. I just realized I did that pointing on my screen, so I don't know if that's actually going to work. Oh, the only one, person you actually. one was Jacob. You pointed off screen for me. And okay, perfect. My screen, it's funny. But anyway, keep going. The system works extremely well. So, uh, consistent to our previous form, all of our technical uh, situations are not difficulties, they're opportunities. Uh, Today we're talking about a Band of Brothers recap. This is D-Day Plus One. Uh, We just did a video covering the first Band of Brothers event. This is basically the sequel. Uh, If you want full breakdown details of this event uh the players packs in the description if you want to know how the event format works generally go check out the other episode we're just going to sort of hit the contours and then break down the actual event itself uh we've gotten a lot of requests for event recaps so we're going to do that here and now so band of brothers is a team event it's a three-person team event uh, and i broke a lot of rules when it comes to bolt action You don't play a 3v3, you play three separate 1v1s. There's a draft mechanic about who fights who and and that sort of thing, as well as a draft that comes up after the the list of your matchup, there's a which table you're going to play in as well. I enforced uh, theater platoons only, theater selectors only. So no generic reinforced platoons. The idea behind that being one of the problems I had with the last event is that we got very samey lists, um, even within the same team. They were pretty, pretty samey. And so I wanted a way to try to encourage players to break that, lean into this. The whole point of a team event is that you can take skew lists because you can cover up your weaknesses with your opponent's strengths. And as the lists started coming through, uh, it was pretty clear to me that some teams really got that and and some teams were still finding their feet, uh, which is which is the nature of any kind of event when you when you break the format. So um, with with sort of that out of the way, uh, there was the same sort of victory points in our secondary missions, secondary points for bringing in a medium tank stays live, bringing a captain. I let people take captains instead of lieutenants uh, and so on. I let grudge matches fly for round one because I think that seems to be a staple in the community um, for, for whatever reason. Uh, people like grudge matches and there's a, a few repeat offenders and they always get get thrown up in there um yeah 
I think uh, what was what was definitely exciting for me uh, as the event was sort of spinning up in the week before was how many teams were talking about doing their matchup processes. Um, I think I got about uh, out of 10 teams, 30 players, I got about six or seven people message me and be like, what team am I on? The captain is doing a spreadsheet for matchups. What the <laughs> hell is going on? And and I'm I'm genuinely just applauding that. I'm replying back with like, yes, that's that's what you should be doing. Well done. You've, you've figured out the events. Uh, keep that up uh, and and learn from your captain and, and communicate with each other about what your matchups are. I love so, how like Uber that makes our like community sound like that's what you should be doing. You're uh, competitive <laughs> bolt action players. Yeah. Get your spreadsheet yeah. on. <laughs> I, I, that's a good point. I think a lot of people were like fake shocked. You know, they were just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening, sending it to me as a joke. And me on the other side going, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you should be doing. Like, it's, a, it's a fun event, but also like there's points. If you're here to win, it's it's going yeah. to help you win. Um, so I, that was sort of my, my first question. What? As, as players, uh, each one of you were on separate teams, um, which is a- amazing for the HMG podcast that we went to a three-player team and one of us was here and the other one and we didn't make a HMG team. So, yeah, crazy. You know, the, I have... I have right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and neither one of you actually took a HMG either. Um, so oh, there's gosh. a lot of layers of disappointment here, gentlemen. Uh, but we can... These are all things that we can th- work through. My first question is, <laughs> from, from sort of the spin-up, uh, basically, once all the lists came out, you guys had submitted your lists. How did you guys find list building as individuals, list building as teams, and then working through those matchups? That's what I want to know. Right. Um, uh, whoever wants to take this one I'm, first, be my guest. I'm going to go first because my story is whack. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I started a team with uh, John and uh, is, is it Charlie Sam? or Sam? Sam. Sam. Goes by Sam. Okay, just because, yeah, Facebook does it the other way. Oops. Um, but, yeah, uh, so I started with – no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I started with Jono and uh, a friend of the show, Nick, um, and we were in a team. Uh, and then um, – no, no. <laughs> this has been a great start time, man. I remember um, who my teammates are, if that helps. <laughs> so yeah started with Jono and we uh didn't have a second for a while that's why i was getting a third perhaps far out boys what's going on (laughs) um didn't have a third for a while and then yeah we just kind of put a post out and got um uh sam on and uh, for Jono and I, we were basically using it as an excuse, well, a motivation, I should say, to paint something new um, to get an army across, which is Nice. Why, I love it. Yeah. Which is why our army name was, we made it. Like, we made it with our armies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sam was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care about the name. Um, unfortunately, Jono's work rostered him on. Uh, so we had to head off. Um, and then uh, Nick, friend of the show, Nick, stepped in, which was, is that right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Which, which was yep. what? Yes. Yes. No. Sorry. Yes. Which was awesome. He's got um, a lot of teammates to Nick's, work through oh, before he gets to the final right. team. So Nick's on my team, um, and where I, I I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to see why Nick was the top performer of this team. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Johnson? Oh, uh, right. <laughs> the hand of so, sabotage played a little bit. 
So, yeah, uh, Nick came on the team. We were discussing, and we were getting to a point where it was like, all right, we've got lists. These are pretty good. We're kind of covering all the bases, um, and we can really start to, you know, I think we might have actually gotten to the, the Excel spreadsheet stage if this team had stayed. However, um, Sam had to leave um, due to, I think it was work as well, uh, courting. Yeah. So we brought in Tom, I don't know yep. his last Tom Barrett. but Tom Barrett. Tom Barrett. Um, and I think he was literally the night before we got him in uh, or something. Uh, yeah, he was two nights before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was basically when lists were due after the extension I gave to a team because I forgot to invite them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a stalwart cohort of about six bolt action players who all play together and none of them do social media. And every now and again, I forget to send them an email to be like, hey guys, there's an event going on. Uh, so yeah, that, that one is on me. That's why I gave him the extension. Yeah. Yes. Tom very much slipped in uh, basically at the 11th hour with, Three of my armored vehicles and two of his, if I remember correctly. Two of which, which was a Isn't list, that? a list that I built at the eleventh hour, knowing that we didn't have long. And I went, I need something simple that he's going to be able to run with. Yeah. Tom hasn't played a game for about three years. He was at Great my house. Back. He yeah. was at my house on the Wednesday to play a game, and I went, "You don't happen <laughs> to be free on Saturday, do you?" <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how bolt action gets you. You always so, get roped in. Um, that was my pre game face um right perfect yep i'm gonna leave it there because i'm already way over time on how confused. long we should take today i, I looked <laughs> i looked at i looked at your guys list and there was actually some decent sort of cover-ups uh, one of the things i did allow was one platoon in the team of three to be an armored platoon uh the idea being you'd probably have enough meat on the bone to be able to soak an armored platoon or if you get caught up against it or just let your armored platoons duke it out and so you know, Tom had an armored platoon. You guys had not like super skewed lists one way or another, but you had different lists, different mm. enough. So I looked at it and I was like, hey, these guys sort of got the format. So well done for doing that uh, <laughs> by the <laughs> seat you. of your pants. Thank you. Uh, Dan, Dan, how did your team building go? Well, actually, very strongly at the start, I might add. Very yeah. strongly. I was, um, so the day after the players pack went up, I was headhunted by two people. Um, the first was Jacob. Um, uh, sorry, the second was Jacob. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got him to too play. late. Ah. Yeah, and, and 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 it was within minutes of the pack going up. And he was like, hey, do you want to be on my team? I was like, I'm sorry, I've been sniped already. And at that time, I didn't tell him who by. Um, but uh, Dan Majak, and um, he singled me out last year for Band of Brothers to go, we need to get together. We need another Dan. And our team name has to be only Dan's and we need shirts <laughs> and we need the symbol. We need the whole big moral. It's like, I don't care about winning. It's like, we're going to be there. We couldn't make it work last year. Uh, and so he said, as soon as the players pack dropped, he's like, you and me, we're in. I said, I'm not, no, you're not, don't go to anyone else. I'm not listening. Uh, you're, you're, it's you and me. Uh, and he's like, do you know a third Dan? And I said, I do. I do <laughs> I know. know a third Dan. <laughs> I know. He hasn't played. He hasn't played for about three or four years. Um, to the best of my knowledge. So I don't know if he's available, but I'll put the feelers out. So I sent a message out to Dan Tyrrell and I was like, hey, we haven't talked for about three or four years because, you know, typically we only talk to in wargaming and I haven't wargaming for that long. Um, and I was like, I have a proposition for you. <laughs> so <laughs> I, laid, I laid out the dream and uh, and he was well aboard. He's like, I love every bit of this. Like, let's do it. Let's get, get some games in. Let's make it happen. Um, so he rocked up. Uh 
And, and so we had we had team only dance and we were set ready to go and i was like perfect i'll do all the the heavy lifting in terms of figuring out roughly what lists are compatible what we're gonna do how we're whether we're gonna go balance or skewed or or, or completely over the top op um, what metal models you have available i'll sort out rough ideas of where that all sits because i knew that well daniel magic was only just starting up and so he didn't really have a lot ready to go although his polish lances are coming along oh yeah uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Tyrrell had a German force, uh, and we were on the Allies faction, so that posed a problem, and I had to problem solve <laughs> how to fix that, which I did, bending the rules maybe slightly, but I did. Um, well, I mean, when I looked at sort of all of the nations that were that fought on both sides, it's a, a very exhaustive list. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't <laughs> quite realize. Easy. It makes sense, but I didn't realize the Hungarians, the Romanians, basically everybody between Germany and Russia swapped sides. sides. Which, you know, when you have that many T-34s knocking down your door, I would switch sides. (laughs) (laughs) And there's there's also, like, a lot of the... um, like Bulgaria, for example, their, their populace was never behind supporting the Nazi regime. They were forced yeah, into it yeah, through their yeah. politicals. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as the opportunity came to swap sides, they, they did. Um, not without repercussions, of course. Um, none of them ever were. But um, anyway, so we, we lined Zan up with the um, the ROA, which, which is a cheeky... Um, they're a Soviet force that was part of the um, second army division, I think it was, that were encircled and captured then were equipped and fought under the Germans after the uh, leader had campaigned to say, let me go fight the Soviets. Um, And the reason that he did that was he held a different political alignment to the Soviets that were in charge. So he was trying to basically win to then get a seat in to be a power for the Soviet politicals, not really thinking through his actions, I don't think. (laughs) Um, And anyway, so that didn't quite pan out. And so towards the end of the war, when he realized that his army divisions were just being used as bullet fodder, uh, he decided that he didn't want to play that game anymore. And they retreated into Czechoslovakia, um, which they were then helped support an uprising there against against the the Germans in the end days of the war. Um, But then they went to surrender to the Americans because they didn't want to surrender to the Soviets because they were differently politically aligned. They were actually driven off by American machine gun fire uh, <laughs> and ended up being captured by the Soviets and some not nice things happened. Um, but uh, what it meant that was we had an allied force that was essentially equipped with Axis war gear, uh, including proxies and tanks and other bits and pieces that, that were in there that I was like, they've just been requisitioned, but it's an allied force just in the very, very, very last days. Um, and then there was my force and I took Soviets, um, which was a, a fairly, what looks on the surface to be quite a balanced list, um, but wasn't necessarily that balanced. wasn't horrible, but it, but it wasn't actually that balanced. Um, and then, yeah, we did it. We did a, oh, I did a matrix of, um, of the workshop of the different forces and where I thought we'd land when the lists were released. But um, we'll get into that a bit later if we go to that depth. It's probably it's not, it wasn't successful, which is why I don't want to go over it. <laughs> yeah yeah no nothing feels worse than like uh half cooked work that that you think would work and then it doesn't and it's so, just um yeah J- jacob i with a name like rockingham elite panzer bros i feel like oh. that your your spin-up phase was was just crank the engines and, and let's go although i hilariously i don't think any of you guys actually took an armored platoon <laughs> no um i wanted armored from the very beginning uh 
funnily enough, none of us live in Rockingham now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I stuck with the name. Uh, so uh, I'm partnered with Jackson and Patrick. So immediately after the players pack went out, I went hunting for people to play with. And typically I play German, so I wanted to go to Axis people who typically play the game. Obviously, Jackson plays Hungarians very well. Patrick has been a winner of many tournaments before and does like collecting Germans. Um, but one of the things within your players pack that not every team did, but a lot of them did, yeah. is that it in the very early stages, it needed to be a separate nation uh, as one of the requirements as well. We relaxed that towards the end just to get the player numbers and all that kind of stuff. So I took Germans, um, Calder, Jackson, obviously being very well equipped playing at Hungarians, took his uh, Budapest pocket defenders, uh, and uh, Patrick tried his first time at Finnish, uh, oh, yes. which now he's happily collecting. Um, it really suits his play very style. Happily. Um, and, and yeah, he, it, it seems like those are the kind of special rules that he could maximize quite well. Um, yeah. So uh, that that was actually a really strong team from the outset. However, we didn't do any practice games in the lead up. Um, right. As a team, uh, I managed to play one game uh, with with a club member just to get some familiarity of the rules, and I think that was the best way to play because mission one is probably the most different to what was available last year. Yeah, and and had all of the extra special rules and stuff. So getting your head around that one really prepares you to to be well equipped for the next two. Um, so the lead up, the the matchup was strong. We didn't play any practice games, but we did do the the whole um, Facebook messages for you know weeks and months leading up. And um, yeah, we did do it. We did do a voice call a few nights before, uh, and. I've never really designed a um, a matchup spreadsheet. I don't know if it's normal for for game systems to actually publicly list out the list. Obviously, you're doing it now, and I think it's great. Um, I don't know if that's normal for other systems and whatever else. Uh, but for, it's for awesome team because you... with a draft, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, yeah, we went through everything. We went through dice cap. We went through what units they're bringing. Uh, and where we think would we be best equipped with the ability that we could potentially draft up who we wanted to. So obviously you can't do that. There's dice rolls involved and everything else. But in the best scenario, we thought, you know, uh, Patrick has more anti-tank capability and I have right. the least. Um, right. so, so, you know, uh, we, we basically drew up what we thought would be our best matchups. Um, and there were a few things to consider, but... I think um, I would actually really like to publicly see how Dan did his and even Matt Shadowlord, how he did his. Because I saw them at a glance at the event. Mm. I'm like, oh, you guys are going to the very far extent of actually preparing for this on yeah. that side of things. Whereas yeah. I kind of just put together what I think would make sense at the time, never doing it before. Cool. Um, yeah. so, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, what you normally see is 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 that people will do a spreadsheet and they will color code a matchup as as red, uh, orange, and green. Um, green being I'm going to win this. Uh, orange being it's a fifty fifty. It could come down to dice. It could go uh, like stuff that's out of my control. Red is I'm going to lose, and you do that for you for each list 
and for each possible list it could face. And so then the idea is you feed green matchups to strong players uh, and because they will score big and you scree- and then you feed your orange matchups to your weaker players because you're expecting it to be a wash, like a draw or a minor win or yep. a minor loss. And so yep. if you give it to a less skillful player, if you give a green matchup to a less skillful player, they might fumble and not secure the win. And that's yep. much more, um, particularly when you see in the other team events that I've seen, the most important result is the one that was predicted. Right? Yeah. So if you come back with a worse result than predicted, that's a huge problem. If you come back mm-hmm. with a better result that's predicted, that's great. It, like It's amazing. But the best result is that if you get a green matchup, you deliver green. If you get an orange, you yep. deliver orange. Right. If you can do better, obviously, you know, no one's going to complain. But if you are given an orange matchup and you deliver a red, that's when shit really starts to fall yeah. apart very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's in- interestingly, it kind of just played out exactly how we had planned. Um, yeah. <laughs> which which is interest like we've only we do know of everybody who was sure. there. Uh, and we've witnessed their games, but we haven't all necessarily played them and to an extent that we could predict. Yeah. Um, but it mostly played out how we thought it would. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, I did six lists. I rolled a D6. <laughs> right. That, that was, I had, that's, I, that's the part yeah. that offends me the most. <laughs> this is going to well, be my next question. I think, I think everybody sort of answered it one way or another, but I don't think anybody, at least from, from you three slash nine, including your teammates, did teamless building it seems like each one of you grabbed the list and said i want to bring this and somebody else went i'll bring this yeah so yeah. i i walked into it from the beginning and i had very strict restrictions this is what nick matt and i did last year to win best allies and right. that was we maximized all the vps you'd get from the list building that yep. that had to be a given and you have to deny all the VPs that could be within list building. No snipers, no artillery, no mortars, because those are all things that could potentially score from the opponent. So Matt and Nick and I were very restrict on that in BOB 2022. Um, Jackson didn't care. He's got CanCon <laughs> happening yeah. this yeah. weekend. Yes. Uh, and, and he wanted his list to replicate as much as what he was doing at CanCon. Yeah, fair so enough. So it's like, I'm going to do this for prep. Da, da, da. if we get a win it's fine it's good but that's what i need to do right now that's my headspace and um patrick was was also like i want to play finish the best i can regardless of the list building within the event um mm-hmm. so we didn't we <laughs> so, from the beginning we were we were going against tables that had vps from list building itself that the other guys kind of ignored um uh, but it didn't stop our team, to be honest. <laughs> and I think I think we I think I put together a strong amount of players. To be mm. to be fair, I, uh, I think. Um, oh, sorry. No, no I, I mean I just got a question for Jacob. Um, when when did you become a competitive bolt action player? It's, <laughs> I have there was I feel there like was I this game it just happened. There was this game with Gorchin and I, and <laughs> we like fast played it, and everything just clicked. <laughs> and like it was at an event and it took us like half an hour to get through six turns or something like that and then from that point on 
For some was, reason, I know how to play. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like the, the uh, osmosis. I just, I just bled everything I could for that whole action, and you just soaked it all. No, no, it was that that game of sectors, man. I, it still haunts me. I'm just like, because I walked in there, it's like, yeah, it's Jacob. We'll have a good time, and then like five or six dice in, I'm just like, just like, what is this game? How do I, how do I play? What the hell's going on? <laughs> Just profusely uh, sweating, trying to keep uh, up. My 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 play style is so more aggressive, so it works out when it works out, but it actually yeah. completely fumbles when it doesn't. Which is my matchup with Matt in game two of this event. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry, Dan. You, yeah, you go for it. I was just going to say it's um I I mistakenly left out Justin as part of Team Only Dance. Mm. Uh, so um so Dan Magic had to towards the end his work called him up to site and so he wasn't able to attend so i needed a uh, a stand-in token dan uh, and justin filled in that gap for us um very very nicely uh and that meant that the list building that i'd done i had to redo in the matrix i'd done i had to redo um, <laughs> about two or three days before the event um that's but, what you uh, get for being organized yeah oh, oh look it's fine uh, just i mean my, my printer didn't print the right colors anyway so uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So uh, move, moving on from that, uh, let, let's go into round one. Um, so round one is Finest Hour. This is a mission from the HMG mission pack. Still still prototyping, has some flaws. It also doesn't help that when you go, when you put the right version of the mission into version two of the player's pack, and then you put the wrong one into version three. Uh, but hey, I, rules is written. I paid the points. Um, that's on me. That's not, I can't fault a player so for playing the player's pack, right? That's... Well, that's what we say on the show is, is read, read the damn players back. So I, I, I chose to honor. Um, that's on me too, because I checked that before you put it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Finest Hour is played long. Um, and it's basically enforcing the combat drop Geronimo rules for uh, infantry. I, I'm just going to breeze past the list. You can access mission. Yep. You can access it in the players pack. But there's... There's four objectives and a diamond in the middle. There's one closer to each deployment zone. Um, basically, if it doesn't have a seat, it has to jump. Uh, and that's, that's really <laughs> what, it, what it came down to. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people got a little bit caught up in some of the exceptions. But the principle is, um, if it can't forward deploy, if it doesn't have room in a transport, and if it doesn't have its own engine, it has to jump. Um, you can also outflank and adjust the distances and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, it basically everything has to combat drop that doesn't have a forward deploy, is not an outflank, um, doesn't have transport, doesn't have its own engine. Um, if if you played Company of Heroes one, I wanted Red Ball Express. Uh, that is the, <laughs> that's the mission that that I wanted uh, people to play in bolt action because I think there's a couple of unique experiences in in Company of Heroes and, and uh, that. I'm not trying to just translate um, and just be like, no, I want. Why not? <laughs> but, but I want, I want the the tactical and strategic challenges that come into it, and and also give the tools that the that comp- that you have in Company Heroes, like being able to deploy infantry in the middle of the scenario. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, um, you follow the combat drop experimental rules pretty much verbatim. The, I think there was maybe one or two things that I changed. I basically just. Yep. Um, uh, evened up a few things and, and clarified a little bit of the wordings but more or less verbatim um so uh 
Dan, you played Tyler round one for Finest yep. Hour. Um, if you guys just want to talk me through what you think about the mission and and and, you, and your quick experience for that. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Tyler. You want to... uh, just first off, it's... that board was brutal. <laughs> we, we played on Planet Bowling Ball, Bolt Action Edition, and it was awful. Um, I was informed later <laughs> that no the terrain. people... Yeah, the people who bought the board um, forgot two hills, which, you know, it doesn't oh, sound like that much. Yeah. But on a flat board with just smoke <laughs> and, like, a house, those two hills are vital, and they weren't there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... So, so, which, yeah. so which team chose the terrain <laughs> for that matchup? Well, so the, the, the way that it went down, um, I think... I think you guys won priority, Tyler. So you chose the first matchup and therefore the first board of terrain uh or no it must have been we chose the first board of terrain either way um the first option that i got to um, put a board and match up down we had um, that table which was essentially smoke craters on the flat ground yeah with minimal minimal scatter or anything um on the board uh, or one of the other nicer looking boards. Now, I chose to give one of the nicer looking boards to my teammate by choosing to put Tyler and I, which I apologize right. retrospectively for Tyler, um, to put us onto that table to give my teammate a better shot at a draw or a victory. Right. Um, yeah. Because I looked at our lists and the matchups, and it was either I versus Tyler or I versus Tom Barrett with the armor platoon that I built for him. And I looked at the the smoke market table because I pretty much had said I'm going to take that table in my head um, and I went but if I take the armor platoon I'm going to get absolutely wrecked uh, yeah. <laughs> so I went I'm sorry Tyler it's you and me <laughs> right okay so that's that's how that happened um, yeah so Tyler if I remember correctly you took more or less a, a, a like reinforced platoon it was kind of a balanced list with a with an M36 uh, Yes. Uh, no, no, no. No. So I took a oh. um, Iwo Jima um, Marines list, which meant I could have three BARs, and I had three uh, three squads um, with three BARs. I think that was two and one or something like that. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And I could also take two flamethrowers. Um, spoiler nice. alert: zero hits throughout the entire day across all flamethrowers. Oh. Um, so that hurt. Um, and for the first time in my life. I used a medium tank. It was <laughs> amazing. Medium tanks, not overcosted. <laughs> even, even, even in our game, Tyler? Man, our game was great. Like, I, I mean, I rookie piloted well, my own tank, but. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. look, this is. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> I, I will admit that. So the game that Tyler and I played, um, irrespective of our round matchup, which was actually quite close, closer than what the points really said overall, um, Tyler and my game, we were one point of difference, 22 to 21 in Tyler's favor. We both fought um, very hard on that board to scrounge every possible point that we could. Um, and, and That so, was the like, cagiest match of bolt action I've ever played. Oh, it was, it was, and it was, it was wonderful to play it with you, but at oh, the same time, I was like, we both sat there and we went literally if, if like either the hills had been there or if we had like a little bit more different than scatters like this would have been a totally different game yeah. <laughs> um, because between us we had almost like 22 combat drops i mean eight of them were mine or it was a bit more than that um it, 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 it was 
there was a lot of stuff that was just dropping in and like our board, like just everything was behind smoke, just in lines. <laughs> like just, yeah. there just, there was just, I was like, I don't know what else to do here except try and, you know, stick to the smoke and um, do what we can. Yeah, I had a house and they literally just conga lined all three of my squads and a captain and a flamethrower and a bazooka all behind this house, which left it as a juicy target for Dan's kachisha. Which I couldn't really open up with. I couldn't open up with that too early because I'd forward deployed my sniper into that building. Um, and so I, I couldn't <laughs> risk being too close to my own sniper and auto fail the shots. So I had to be a little bit picky and choosy. Um, eventually suicide charged him for the extra point. And then I was like, right, now I can just let loose. And it missed every turn after that. Oh, yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, so who, who ended up winning that game? Tyler. But it one was a game. draw. But I don't feel like I won it, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no, I've mentioned so basically was it just like a lot of posturing? Uh, and then basically, just <laughs> our infantry corps never actually touched each other. It was just kind of that's, like pinging yeah. shots around the sides of each other and stuff like that. Um, yeah, captains, good, yeah, that, like captains. Um, giving yeah. them their bonus in the 12-inch range basically meant the pins I got from A, the Kachusha, and the compact drop um, meant nothing because my boys were like, ah, Cappy's standing right behind me. Can't disappoint him. Let's go, um, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I playtested uh, Finest Hour, yeah, spoilers, I actually playtested the mission. Um, what, when did I, I didn't take a captain, um, and my opponent did. And we b- both of us just combat dropped like absolute madmen right into the middle <laughs> of the board, uh, and so there wasn't there wasn't an option of our infantry corps touching. It was it was like a bowl of soup. We were all just <laughs> in this milieu of shell casings and bayonets, and and just him just being going, oh yeah, that's they're going to activate because they're 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 veteran on three pins with a captain. They're just going to chart up and at, at you and charge you. Uh, and, and I'm going to activate all three of these units at the same time, plus the captain, uh, because I can. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I ended up just with like my one squad that was left, just chasing this captain around, just trying to turn <laughs> off his snap too. And yeah, it, it it felt really fun, um, and and I think it at least for me, it really captured this kind of uh, yeah, the stuff that you see in Band of Brothers was just like a key mm. influential leader at the right place at the right time, making good decisions. Um, and giving giving the players that option for that. So Jacob, did how did your finest hour go? It was quite fine actually. <laughs> um, uh, I so it was my highest scoring of the day. Um, I faced up against a newbie, Anthony. I think mm. it's his second or third game. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he, so interesting. We we grudge matched the other Axis team. So right. uh, yeah, and we 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 hyped the hell out of this with Facebook posts and whatever else, saying that we're best Axis. Spoiler: We got best Axis, so that's fine. Heed <laughs> <laughs> our words there. But um, so uh, the 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 crux of the other Axis team was the mouse that Luke was playing. So right. we, we 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 decided um, the veteran mouse. <laughs> veterans yes yeah uh we decided that i wasn't equipped for that um <laughs> and we got one of the other players to do it um <laughs> no like it was clear it was a very like 
Jackson going like, there's no way that you can deal with that. But Patrick can because he can arty it and the arty won't clip. If the arty hits with pins and doesn't hit on a six, yeah, it won't. The, the extra pins it will get won't be benefited by veteran. And that's yeah. your ticket to actually actually getting this thing down. Uh, so we, we decided that from the beginning. That's the um, definition but yeah, of the so holy every, man. Everyone, holy man. Every, everyone matched up to how we set it on the spreadsheet, which nice. was cool. Um, but yes, I got the newbie. Uh, Anthony's a very lovely fellow, uh, and I coached him through probably the first three or four terms on what I would do if I was in his position on things that just in the order of operations, because yeah. he'd be like, hey, I'm going to shoot with this. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be better if you do this and that before you commit to that. So uh, I, I think that I got through to him on a lot of things, and then I was regretting it at about turn two. <laughs> um <laughs> Because I was like, oh, man, now I'm playing myself and he's in a better position. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tutorial off. Um, But uh, unfortunately for Anthony, uh, his list building was was clear. Me back in 2018 or 19 bringing the models I own. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's had... He's, he's had to take a veteran P3 and, and nine order dice. And like, you know, there, there are clear things after a couple of games that he'll realize, okay, that, 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 that this isn't ideal. Yeah. Um, so that there were some certain things in the list building that weren't ideal for him, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, we, we played the combat drop uh, differently. I misread it. Surprise, surprise. Um, I thought it was within the 18 inches and then plus 2d6 for the movement up, yeah. whereas I table think it's half. actually yeah. the table half. And then, you know, you can sit thinking table half means my 18 inches of deployment, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So that's where my headspace was at. But obviously we both played it that way, so that was fine. Um, but, you know, all of my infantry rolls for like my squads were like two, three inches. <laughs> and like I'm in this heavy hedgerow that's just... Like it's just so thick and you can't really see anything, um, and yeah, all my all my squads I want to move up they get two or three inches, but you know my mortar gets twelve and now it's kind of out of position, all that kind of stuff. And that happened to me in my test game as well. I did not learn. <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, anyway, the the mission is really cool. Uh, I. I got the better half of Anthony and then like, you know, turn three or four, it was really going my way. And he's like, look, I want to call it here. I'm like, I feel you. And normally (laughs) I would, if anyone were to say that normally in any game, even in tournaments prior, I've said, all right, let's do it. Like I'm, I'm I don't want you to have a bad time, but I said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm here with a team. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to commit to some moves and I'm going to fast play as quick as we can and I'm going to tell you what I would have done afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that's how it ended up going. Um, he didn't have a great time for the whole event, which is unfortunate. Um, uh, in terms so of scoring? Uh, scoring and his. I talked to him about his matchups as well. He was right. a bit iffy on, on some of them and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry that that's your experience. Um, he, did, he faced nice people. Yeah, he would have yeah. met a lot of good good friends and, and all that. But yeah, um I guess first event, playing the game for a few times, it's not gonna be not gonna be great. And it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's ne- it's a sort of a oh, sorry, go ahead. Neville put in so much work this whole event. Like 
he he killed like three squads each game at least, pinned the hell out of other things. And there there was there's a funny funny match that we got up to the end, and like um, there was a point in time where I'm like, oh, well, this could clip like six of your things. You'll get one of mine as well. Do we want to play it that way? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> so Neville did a lot of work. Flamers did nothing all three games. Um, uh, Werble is crazy. Yeah, I great, could crazy not good. believe how good this thing is. Uh, I've always slept on it because I just see the word open top and I see 240 points. I'm like, this is this is just stupid. Um <laughs> I'm going for drilling next. That's my next pick for, for something I'm going to buy, um, which is just a half-track variant, three auto cannons, um, and it's like 100 points less. Um, but yes, uh, ne- Werbel can go on the side of a Panzer three and shoot it with eight shots, and it's going to come out on top. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mission was great. Anthony's a lovely fellow. Really mm. want to play him again. But uh, yeah, I, I, it was a table wipe for him, unfortunately, which makes me feel yeah. like shit. But it put us as a team in a good position for the event. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really interesting point, though. Is like, so in, in terms of this event or this type of event, um, a brand or conceivably a brand new player getting started in it, it has the potential for them to have a couple of bad matchups in particular because they'll yeah. get skewed with a with a list. You only have so much control in the matchup process. And if you know that the other team has got a good player or a couple of good players, a newer player with a list that haven't played that much and not as much experience typically is going to lead to one of those green matchups for the other team. And so they're going to yeah. try to pursue that as well. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's... I, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, bad. I mean, I scored zero for my last round, like a flat donut, zero, no points whatsoever. Um, and that never feels good. It just, yeah, it just doesn't feel good, right? Um, however, that isn't going to be representative of, of all the events that we run in Perth either, which is the yeah. other flip side of that coin. Yeah, yeah. The um, I think I knew. Uh, at, uh, so I play a lot of Malifaux uh, with Anthony. He's in he's in that group and he's very good. And uh, the moment, like Jacob, you said, yeah, I started showing him some stuff and I was like, oh yeah, you're going to regret that. Because um, <laughs> Anthony, I played a lot of games against Anthony and he's very good at pulling punches. Um, and he's very mm. good at being like, hey man, just just be careful. You don't want to do this because this is going to hurt. And and every time I play a game against him, I'm like, Anthony, don't don't pull any punches. Like I'm not, if you, if you stomp me into the dirt, I'm not going to be upset. I will just be like, okay, what can I do to do to do this better? Um, and to his credit, he stumps me into the dirt while apologizing. <laughs> He's like, sorry, but I'm just <laughs> going to do this. <laughs> um, so uh, I knew that he had, um, he's got the right attitude. Um, yeah, and yeah. That, that's why I knew that he was going to do, he's going to be fine. And and like, I, I looked at his list and, and, and I've helped him list build previously for other games, and, uh, for other games of Bolt Action. And I was like, I just pointed a few things out and he was like, oh, look, I get it. I just really like this, and I really like this, yeah. and I'm going to try them. And I'm like, cool, man. And it that's that's one of those things where I think um, when people ask you for list advice and and they don't take your list advice, that's that's okay because they're, yeah, it's yeah. advice. It's not rules. It's just because you would do it that way doesn't mean they need to do it that way. That's and, right. Yeah. And the key thing is, it goes, okay, I see your point, and I'm going to try it anyway. Another classic example is 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 when uh, Matt Shadowlord first started playing. He took a Lee and I was like, and, mm-hmm. and it was one of the first lists that, that he showed me. Um, and I think he'd only played one or two games at this point. And he was like, Hey man, what do you think of the list? And I was like, look, 
the Lee is a very contentious vehicle. Um, people really hate it because the hull mount on the medium anti tank is hull mounted, uh, and and it's you know it's riveted construction, so it's weaker. So it's one of those things where if your positioning's wrong, it's going to get massively punished way more than than any other vehicle, and it's also pretty expensive. It so is. when you take one of those things, like if you can use a Lee or a Grant or an equivalent very well, you can do amazing things, but it is a very unforgiving vehicle, a little bit like yeah. a Chaffee actually. Yeah. Um, and and he he was like, no, I get all that, um, but I'm going to try it anyway. And he used it really well. Um, and he used it in, in several several events really well. So yeah, the just, yeah, it, I'm, I'm so glad that Anthony put his hand up. And actually it's a, it's a fair credit to... Uh, all of the new players. I mm. think it was another four or five players, yep. including I'm sort of lumping in the guys returning as well in that in that category who haven't played for three or four years. They just put their hand up and play, um, and that and 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 frankly, I love that, especially because we talk about the team event can be more ruthless because of some of the things that we talked about. You don't want to let people down and things like this. And the matchups, as we talked about, a common strategy is to give your good players green matchups. Uh, it you can get bust. Uh, for you can um that, that is that is a possibility but but the moment you accept that it's about a team win and not a personal win uh, i think it becomes much more comfortable and and doesn't doesn't sour as much um so um speaking of 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 team wins uh i think uh rocky and pens early bros you guys came on top after round one um and uh i think i think dan you guys came only dan's you guys came out on top round one as well maybe just just barely, yeah. We yeah. needed seven points for the major win, and we ended up with yeah. eight, I think. As it's yeah, yeah. I can I can go back and check, but the the numbers add up that you got that you guys came out to win. And unfortunately, Tali, you guys slipped in as a loss on round one as a team. I think. Uh, look, we the fact we even made it to the event, the name became more and more apt as we went along. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, you say that. Uh, two members of We Made It were, uh, as in individual player scores, were top three and top four. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's happened. I, I've said this to you guys, but <laughs> I think it's good to say to other people, I don't know what happened, but suddenly, and I'm not including Gorton and Dan, because you guys are already really good, but essentially Jacob and I suddenly got really good at bolt action. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it brings He's a tear to my eye as well. Oh, it brings uh, a tear to my uh, eye too. The pressure yeah. of being on the all, show, right? Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, just I, it literally just clicked for me as well. Uh, just kind of really got there. I think I came fourth or something. Fifth, yeah, fourth overall, something like that. Fourth overall, yeah. Tyler. Um, which is. Yeah, I was pretty. I was. I had no idea where I was during the day. It was like it's next game. All right, let's go. Yeah, because uh, they were yeah. ninety minutes. Um, and, yeah, yeah. So it was. Um, it was thirty minutes for the draft, ninety minute game time. So if you started, if you got your drafts quick, your game time was was almost. Uh, what's that? Uh, two hours. Almost to the two hours. Within. Almost two hours. Yeah. Um, still pretty tight, but nine oh five points doable. Um, I think it's, but I, I have said this publicly. Like I would love to go to to two and a half hour game times, and give everybody the four thousand points. But 
I also know that the Albany guys drive back immediately after the event's over. And yeah. I also kind of like being at the pub before five. That's kind of nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that might be if if I get more consistent feedback about the timing and I can go through some of the feedback at the end that I have gotten so far, um, then I will absolutely push that to two hours and we'll just eat shit, um, I guess. But I think I, I was just kind of, yeah, last event, well, I didn't get as many time complaints. Um, I got about two or three this time around. Um, I only got about one last event. Um, and last event was the first time the draft happened and all of the drafts were yeah. still done by 15 minutes. So yeah, it was a bit, bit of a surprise all around, but hey, we're here. Um, so round two was bite and hold, which again, that's a HMG mission one. Um, that one is good to go. Uh, has has been prototyped, has been played plenty of times, has been played at a previous event. Uh, it's a good mission. It's a um, so this is, thank you. this is uh, choosing where your objectives go. Um, how did how did round two go for everyone? Yeah, I might I might go the reverse this time because mine will be very quick. So, um, listeners of the show, we have a gun in the scene. His name is Matt Shadowlord. He cannot be stopped. <laughs> Unstoppable. Uh, <laughs> he was my partner last year. We got best. We got best allies. He he pretty much. Made that happen. <laughs> I'll admit that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like because we were a previous teammate, uh, we had this camaraderie going on from the beginning and it was such a false sense of security. <laughs> he's very good at doing it, that. Yes. He's very good at doing that. Um, look, his personality is amazing and he's really that, fun yeah. to play against. Yeah, he is. But yeah. like, it'd be like, um, it'd be like I'm playing a game with Tyler and be like, I'll move it just about nine inches. If it's slightly less, who cares? Man, did I regret that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, the, the, this, is, this is my payback for Anthony. Yep. Uh, what I did to you was fair for a new player. What happened to me <laughs> was just complete BS, all right? <laughs> so I got tabled, untabled turn three, just to, to put it put it lightly. Uh, heavy Christ. hitters drop it. Heavy hitters drop in first turn. So yeah. uh, what? Werble dies. Uh, Flamers die, both of them. Uh, Mortar's dead. Nebel's being ranged in with two different units. Um, so this is this is a tough one. Uh, Reichstag is not a great table for tournaments. Okay. So um, it, it was it was heavy cover across the board, which is nice. But we let um, Matt deploy in the Reichstag. Mm -hmm. uh, but that means that like he's got he's got vision of the entire board. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's in heavy cover. Uh, and I, I decided to be nice and be like, yeah, we're playing this as five buildings because it'd be stupid if I got an airball and it. That's one entire building and I what, basically yeah. can clip the whole board. Uh, and then he, and, he, and he said, yeah, well, it would benefit me because I could be some, I could do some teleporting yeah, assaults yeah. and all kinds of stuff with that as well. Um, so we're a bit fair on that. Um, yeah, lovely banter throughout the game, but yeah, just nothing went my way and like units weren't getting pinned. They were just getting deleted turn one. I mean, I went heavy in experience as well. 
So it was to be expected, but, um, and I also played aggressive, which was just running into exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, we, we foresee that within our team, anybody would have lost against Matt, but I don't think they would have lost as bad. Yeah. And I don't think I would have done as bad on a different table. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a rough table. Uh, yes. And that's where yeah. those matchups, those matchups yeah. and those things start to make the difference, right? Yeah, so he was heavy Gurkha, um, yeah. and we just we just foresee that that would have been more difficult to deal with with Patrick and Jackson with their higher infantry lists, and we're hoping with the amount of HE and the flamers and all the templates that I had in that I had a good chance, and obviously a Werble and whatever else. But uh, there just was not a position where I had cover from the Reichstag. Yeah, yeah. Everything was visible regardless, and then, you know, he just had to go through several buildings of cover to then charge all the infantry that were left. So I was done by turn three. Um, no VPs on my end other than list building. That was it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I killed a sniper. So then I got that point. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think it, it also bears worth mentioning that his um, he has mountain warrior Gurkhas in that list. Yes. Uh, so yes. basically yep. what that yep. means is you get to run nine inches through rough ground, uh, which meant your only real sort of two options of dealing with Gurkhas, which is ambush and rough ground to buy you time. Um, yeah. It's even harder. Yeah. You, you don't get as much. Yeah. Um, you don't get as much opportunity. And of course, Matt plays extremely well. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, it's... I, you basically summarized my experience when I played against him. Um, I was like, oh, hey, he's, 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 he's really nice. I actually like great mm-hmm. sport, um, good banter. Um, and then, and then you make like one or two casual moves and suddenly he plays something like extremely procedurally and you're just like, yeah, oh shit, huh. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> and, he's a smiling and, assassin. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, he's, he's great. Like the, the games that I've, oh, the single game I've had against him so far, there will be more to come. Um, but the, the one that I had against him, he strategically disassembled me. Um, yeah. Ordered my parts on the tray. Yeah, put me back together again backwards. Just to make sure <laughs> yeah, um, it was, it's a it universal was, experience. Yeah, but it, yeah. but it was really really good. And like I, he took the time to try as hard as he could to actually clarify certain rules up front to make yeah. sure we were both going to play mm. the same way. And and I have nothing but respect for that because he's trying yeah. to do the right thing to go. I want to make sure that the parameters that I play with yeah. him are going to be the same. But then I'm going to play hard because hey, that's how I play. And I got no issues with that because I love. Every second of being disassembled, which is maybe a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit more says more about me than about oh you. My. But, uh, <laughs> so you got disassembled in round two, then Dan? Is that what you're trying to tell us? So we're actually in round two. Um, when I played, I was playing against uh, the who were the Cheese Forum Miniature Wargaming team, uh, which was um, David, Sean, and Kane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I took a. I actually thought we got the matchups that we wanted in that particular round. Um, and I went into uh, my matchup was against Dave, um, who had was it British Market Garden Selector, so whole thing was veteran, um, ten order dice, um, but still forty bodies, so it was still a fairly high body count across the the margin between support weapon teams and infantry squads. Um, we were playing on a table which um, aesthetically it looks amazing. Um, which is one of the, the outpost ones from Andy Lawson. Um, looks looks really, really good. There's a few things from a tournament organizer's point of view that I would probably introduce differently onto that board to make it a little bit more um, 
a little bit more probably balanced and competitive because there's some very open fire lanes and there's a lot of bases where the, the models for the bases of the ruins extend but they off, they don't necessarily offer anything like it's it's holding trees up or it's holding some you know some aesthetic things which looks great again looks yeah. really really nice yeah. however from a game point of view if you don't play those things as anything it's actually it's basically open ground with right. no line of sight blocking stuff. So th there was actually not a lot of line of sight blocking elements on that particular board that yeah. towards the middle because the road comes up and then crosses the middle across the two parts. And so what that meant was that even though I had 15 dice, even though I had uh, a lot, I couldn't hide from his artillery observer, for example. I couldn't yep. hide from his long range machine guns. So I was having to focus fire on his machine gun jeeps to keep them out of the fight. But that meant I wasn't harassing his infantry. Yeah, um, yeah. And so a few of those things kind of snowballed a little bit. Poor Dave, I don't think it ever faced a competent 15 dice Soviet list before. So he also <laughs> took a little bit longer trying to even understand the decisions he needed to take to be effective. That's not a slight against um, against him, him as a player or anything. I, sim I simply think that he was just like, no, I really need to think hard about how to deal with this because if I get it wrong, yeah, I'm, I'm going to suddenly be in a position where I can't recover. So I don't fault him for that. Um, we, I did misread the objective, uh, the, the the way the objectives are capped in that mission. So the one of the middle objectives, which I thought was contested, actually swung to David in the end from one extra man that he ran onto that objective even though we had roughly approximate numbers he then had one more unit one more scoring unit than what i did so he actually capped that objective out if we'd had them more time from from because we, we only yeah. just finished turn three yeah. which meant i'd only just really recovered from his prep bombardment coming sorry his uh, artillery strike coming in which meant that your 15 dice weight can't really actually generate too much at that point to yeah. bring your numbers to bear because if I had, um, then I would have also swung the other way because I would have had, I mean, we would have had 45 infantry or something stupid like that on that middle objective. But I would have had it across like six or seven units. There was yeah. no way knowing you was going to get it back. But um, but the cost of that, we had to make a couple of end game, very quick decisions for the timer. So he graciously allowed me to roll for my reserves to come on from outflank so they didn't count as auto death, but I allowed him to move his last remaining units uh, that right. he would have attempted yeah. to move, which was, and one of those was the ones that kicked over that six-point objective, which is fine. Like I, I was like, he's letting me not kill my units, which is actually worth more to me overall, so I've, yeah. I've got to let him take that one move. Um, he, I thought he played it really, really well. Um, he did end up winning 14 to 8 because of that six-point difference. So I went in expecting a draw, played for the draw, but because I misread that objective, I, yeah, I ended up losing that match. Yeah, it was. I think um, there's there's something very subtle in Band of Brothers that was unintentional that I've only just sort of cottoned onto in the last couple of days, is that if you make uh, if you make the objective scoring by the number of uh, order dice that are holding the objective rather than no enemy order dice and only one of yours, uh, yep. and you make the round shorter. Uh, that suddenly makes any armies that rely on counterpunching um, yeah. that much more uh, disadvantaged than normal. Yeah. Um, which which is what my list was actually built. To yeah, do. it's it's a it's a it's absorb your impact. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for the dinner. Now I'm going to pay returns. Yeah, um, and my returns that I pay generally outweigh what I took. Um, and so and that and that's fine. That's just 
you know, I did misread the mission. I, you know, yeah. Was but it's, 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 it's one of those things that like, had that game gone to turn four or turn five, theoretically, yeah. there, there's no way that your opponent could have won. Um, but it's no, just it would have been a draw. Um, right. I don't yeah. know if I would have got the win. No, per sure. Se, no, I get that. But but definitely, it would have been a draw. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that that's that's sort of one of those those key things that is uh, I don't know if nefarious or insidious is is is, is either one of them because it implies intent. But the important thing is there is an unintended uh, yes. advantage disadvantage there, and that's something that I'll yeah. have to uh, consider much more carefully for the next Band of Brothers. I think. Um, First time around, I thought, you know, the first time the event was run, I was like, I just want people to play. Uh, the second the second time the event was running around, my focus was on getting people to bring different lists, uh, which yeah. worked. And so now that, now that I've got both of those things, now it's about really tightening up the, the event. So I think that's it's definitely um, something, a combination I'd overlooked uh, in terms of the... the the number of the number of units that can control objective and and the turn um, and basically the time limit you've got to play the game, especially because of a lethal game that the bolt action is. It's not it's not a game where you have like half your army on the table by the end of the game usually, um, assuming equal skill and all the other sorts of stuff. So Tyler, how was how was your round two? Uh yeah, mine was um it was a pretty rough one for my opponent. So I played uh, Northern Historical Gamers, um the oh, RSG yeah. equivalent up north. Our brothers from another suburb. Um, <laughs> and, thank you, thank you. Um, so that was um, uh, Trent, Adam, and David. Yeah, David. I yeah, yeah, so I had the honor of getting to play David, which was fantastic. Um, Such a nice guy. He's fantastic, man. Um, so he brings his army out. It's a veteran Australian list um, against my kind of regular um, uh uh marine u.s marine list uh and he had a chibi tank um and i'm like oh <laughs> so do, do, you, do you know i've got i've got a, a i've got a chibi tank and he's like where do you think i got the idea from i was like ah <laughs> 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 oh, okay um yeah, no, yes no, I, I i did send him the link to the toon tanks like the moment yeah. that you were doing yours <laughs> yeah he may have uh, yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, I think he was talking about getting another if he didn't already. Um, but yeah, no, he was... Um, I felt really bad. Uh, turn one, I pick up three of his dice um, and put three pins on his Matilda. Uh, okay. And Matilda didn't do anything for the rest of the game and ended the game on Ouch. seven pins. Um, Ouch. Yeah. And it was just... I just, I just kind of turned it on this game. Um, I just got really, really hot dice and just had everything set mm-hmm. up. It was like it, I had all the choke points and I had angles on most of his stuff, and it was just rough. Um, yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt kind of bad because uh, he the whole time he's like, oh, you know, this is fun. This is good. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just sitting there, I'm like, yeah, that's dead. That's dead. That's dead. Um, and the, the worst part is, um, and it's, if anyone, you know, really, really wants to get a psychological edge on their opponent in tournaments that they're playing, right? Here's the secret. Write the name of, of the soldier on the bottom of the model's base and tell your opponent who they yes. just killed. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I felt awful by yeah. the end of the game. So you just killed Marcus. So, 
Here's James. How dare you? <laughs> so where that comes from, uh, uh, I think it's episode two of HMG. We talk about firefight, and yeah. and that's that's where and in firefight we had a little section in there where we were going to name soldiers. So uh, at that point in time, I named all my DAC, and David named all of his as well. Love so it. That's that's why everyone's got a name, and and his 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 kids are quite involved with his painting and that kind of stuff. So they get really excited about naming them and making them the heroes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. that's cool. Uh, honestly, it we, feels we like a... it feels like he's a bit of a hipster when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, like he has female officers as well. And he has got the chibi tank. He feels like yeah, it feels like he's kind of like I was doing this stuff before. It was cool, man. Um, which is fantastic. I love it. Um, but, yeah, it, it, so the only other big thing, like, I, I want quite handily. Um, really, really, uh, really good game for me. Um, but David was a great sport about it. And in the end, so the only thing, and I don't know what this is, but his officer team, so a two-man team, oh, sorry, two-woman team, um did work they scored <laughs> six of his nine victory points yeah um, they, uh, closest to the enemy um yeah uh, assaulted a team in one and assaulted with a officer squad and mortar actually as well um he's assaulted oh, yeah, yeah, mortar yeah, yeah. and one so he yeah they they did work and there was a hot minute there where he was also about to back cap my back objective with just his officer team having snuck it between my tank and um, a couple other bits and pieces. I managed to smack it at the end with an inexperienced machine gun from uh, super close range because that was about to go badly. Um, but yeah, they, uh, for, for a long time it was like, okay, okay, this is the kind of game we're playing. Okay, we'll try and just get this over with. Holy cow, where did that come from? Ooh, he might actually do this. Uh, uh, yes, but in the end, um, I think it was 9-2-16 or something. Um, yeah. Clean win. But yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Good good game. Good game. Yeah, I, I think uh, speaking about sportsmanship, um, I was actually very amazed at how many people told me their opponents were good sports. Um, so mm-hmm. all of the new players told me that. Um I said, hey, like your bolt action players are really great people to play. Um, I had the returning players um, who came back and said, hey, these guys are, are really, really good. Um, I want to play with bolt action with these guys all the time. Uh, and also <laughs> the, the armchair generals, which is the guys who uh, is, a, is a group of guys who don't spend a lot of time with social media. Um, one of them brought his son as well as one of his team members. And he said, all of our all of our opponents were great sports, um, every single one of them. And and the whole team said that. So that's basically, you know, you have three people who met three other people. So there's nine, um, there's 12. Like it, it was easily, basically everybody just said, by the number that I got, it basically got down to the point that everybody said they played a great sport, um, was, yeah. was how it came, <laughs> which is which I think is, is the, the real Perfect. key thing. Especially... Perfect an event that, as we just talked about, can be ruthless in terms of winning yeah. mm-hmm. matchups and stuff. To see everybody go, yeah, look, it's a ruthless event, but everybody was really good about it. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, you can't ask for more. I think, um, it, yeah, is that the is that the norm within 
drafting team games in other systems? Because I would imagine that people forming a team have to have a certain personality type that would attract working together, right? Not that like sure. we, we have many of those kind of players on the opposite spectrum in bolt action when we're in a singles event. Anyway, I'm yeah, just saying, yeah. is, that, is that more so that you see that? Um, I found that not to be as consistent in other game systems. Um, I think okay. it's probably the most diplomatic way I can say that. Yeah, okay. Um, I, th- I think, I think, yeah, I think consistency is probably the right word there. Like, yeah. just tip. So, and and when our Perth scene gets large enough, our consistency will also change simply yeah. by the, yeah. the number of like, it's a bell curve. Even, yeah, the bell curve. If more people involved and potential of one or more of those people to be having a bad day, or you know, just to be going through yeah. some stuff, so it affects their gameplay. That naturally all just seems to happen. Um, so, like for example, with forty k. The consistency of who you get, you, you know, most people where they're going to sit on that bell curve quite comfortably, but that's a large community in Perth. Like it's mm. a really large community mm. in Perth, and so you know you do have your extremes of someone being absolutely fantastic and someone just having a rough day. What what I what has been my experience is that um, there seems to be a uh, like a valley of salt that exists in the slightly in like the above average but not quite like amazing players. Um, And it seems that, and this is my personal opinion and I'm not painting anybody with this brush, but when I have found somebody I played a game with that I didn't enjoy, or I looked at it and went uh, like I'd play them at a tournament, but I wouldn't seek that person out to play a game with them outside of this setting. um, They've always been in that above average um category yeah that's not to say that everybody in that category is a bad sport but most of the bad sports i've encountered have fallen into that category and i don't know i've heard some really good players say that's them thinking they need to behave like that to get to this level um i i don't necessarily share that opinion that's just what i've heard um or if it's just one of those things where they're kind of stuck there and they don't know how to proceed and so they get a little bit salty or whatever. But that, that's that been my experience is that, that that band there of people who are above average but not at the top and not threatening sort of the top, um, they, they that seems to have a higher proportion of salty players. Um, but yeah, not not another bolt action scene. So go us. I don't know. <laughs> go us. Yeah, as I said, we had... Now that we've finished stroking ourselves, should we um, continue? <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, I'm done pontificating about the, uh, personality distribution of war gamers <laughs> when when cross reference to their global skill metric. Um, round round three. Uh, anybody want to kick us off with round three? We played destroy oh. the supplies. Um, yep. Dan, this is one of your concoctions. Um, it's yeah. basically hold objectives or blow them up. Um, pretty difficult to well, actually no. There are. <laughs> there, <laughs> They're in a typical balanced list. They are very difficult to pop um, because you need you need two wounds on sixes, uh, and it ignores pen modifiers and a whole bunch of other things. So, if in a have, single shooting attack, two two sixes in a single, in a shooting, single shooting attack. Yeah. yeah. So so it's and 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 you're absolutely right. Like when when I first pulled this mission together, I had used our current meta as it was, where most people were bringing um, balanced lists. They weren't necessarily um, too skewed. Uh, 
and I certainly hadn't put it in the frame of testing it in something like Band of Brothers. So it was yeah. actually a great litmus test to go. Yeah. There's a couple of flaws on this one <laughs> that I hadn't actually thought through. Um, <laughs> first of all, the typo in the pack when I sent it to Gorchin, which had the victory points for killing it and holding it reversed. So you got more for killing it, which was actually not the intent. It was meant to be the other way around. So it was oh, yeah. Be, yeah. So you were actually yeah. meant to get more points for holding onto it. That makes and then more your sense. And your opponent yeah, would go, I, well, I can't get to it, but I can snipe it off you for points. And then they would shoot it. Um, that was actually what was meant to happen. But I obviously had, when I when I was typing it up late at night or whatever, had a brain fart and just put them the wrong way around. Um, so that was the first problem. All uh, right. So the second- moral of this podcast episode, I know I tell everybody to read their own play, read the TOs. <laughs> Read your own players' packs because we didn't. Because this is like the fifth or sixth red pen. substantial error oh. that we found in the players' packs that people actually played. Yep. So, um, so apologies to those where they were just like, it makes no sense to hold them. Why? Like, I want to shoot my friendly one because um, yeah. that also wasn't in the pack that you couldn't shoot the friendly one. Um, yeah, I had to yell that at the start of the day. <laughs> yeah, that was um, hilarious. I had like three people on the day be like, "Can you blow up your own objective?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm running around quickly going, no, no. And Gorchin's like, no. <laughs> but anyway, so that was a mistake. But um, the other one is because I hadn't tested it against what would be conceivably a particularly skewed list. Like um, the idea of Yeah, the, well, actually not even because one deck of Stuart, I went, yeah, two sixes, yeah. So, but what I hadn't considered is, for example, three deck of Stuarts yeah. bearing down on the one objective mm, yeah. um, or or even multiple objectives and taking out multiple at once. And that um, that also changed the the, the goalposts in yeah. that mission. Uh, mm. And so now when it actually comes to that mission myself, um, I bust myself so that my team would have better matchups. And yeah. I versed yep. Chris Ramsey um, with his armed platoon, uh, which was two inexperienced T-34 76s, a T-34 85, yeah, and nice. tank, a gas triple uh gas triple H, um quad flak with the, yeah, yeah. the machine 20 maxims on it yeah sure yep um a katyusha a mortar team a forward artillery observer and a cosmolotos um yep. um we were the armored couch with the light machine gun and um no discredit to chris he played it absolutely the way that he should have um and and we had a we actually had a very good game um he wiped the floor with me, used my head as a mop, turned me upside down, and just basically went, here's how we play bolt action. Surgeon strikes again. <laughs> it was, it was, well, the funny thing was, right, so the Katyusha, we both had Katyushas, and we, I honorably fought the Katyusha duel off, and we were just <laughs> slinging rounds each other, which was, that was hilariously funny. Um, I hit nothing. Uh, he proceeded to hit um, his first shot that came in, hit quite a few things actually hit my um my ba64 and my inexperienced green squad that i had um they were close enough that the ba64 hit clipped the inexperienced squad nice so they were they were up and they were had to roll for green so they were potentially going to go from zero pins to one guy remaining because 11 had been killed off and the potential was that he could have rolled up to 18 pins amazing um, 18 pins like, like, That's like the just dream. now obviously they would have popped due to their morale limit well before 18 but the, the sheer thought of trying to accumulate 18 pins on something in turn one was like 
what, what, what? What, what I love is that there was a genuine risk you would have had more pins than dudes left on... No, actually, more <laughs> pins than dudes you started off with. Started with, yeah. And that, that's kind of a miracle. Like, just, do you know just, what the, just to know, do you know that what that the possibility funniest, is amazing. Do you know what the funniest thing of that was? It wasn't the fact that the squad ran away afterwards as normal. It's when the first template and the second template hit. He only <laughs> did... He only did rolled one on pins for both times oh, right units. So I started uh, with them on two pins. Then I had to roll their green check, um, which is then when they went down yeah, and yeah. took an extra two pins or whatever. But um but I was but I was like, you actually bottomed out on what you could have done <laughs> on the pins. And yeah. but it but it still wasn't enough to save them. The one guy was like, I've had enough. So he's just right on the ground and just runs off. Um, Look, fair enough, the, all things considered. Yeah, but um the but yeah the, so we got to turn and having written the mission, realizing what the mistake was in the scoring of the missions, we got to the uh, about the middle of turn three, and he killed off the third objective marker that he needed to kill off. So he was just defending his one. And I went, right, so now that you've done that, we actually should just call the game here. Uh, and, he's like, and he looked at me quizzically, and I said, well, this mission... It doesn't count kill points, so so if you you could you could spend the rest of the time killing my units, we'll go through the secondaries in a yeah, second yeah. for which ones are achievable. Um, but the reality is, you're not actually getting any base level of points increase. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because I'm currently on zero points and I don't have a way of getting points off you. Yeah. I've got an armor platoon, so I've got none of those secondaries. Um, I'm going to lose more points. I don't have any list building points. Um, and so I, I went and listed it through, and I went. I'm one of zero and I can't get better. So now it's just how big your margin of victory is. Yeah. Are you are you willing? Let's walk through the ones that we think you can get for secondaries and mark those up. And for the ones where you might get them, are you happy just to roll off for them? Uh, yeah. And he, when he realized that I wasn't trying to rob him of points, I was actually <laughs> just saying, I'm like, no, you've already won conceivably well. Yeah. It's yeah, now yeah. how far we can get those points for you. Um, but the kills don't matter. So you don't let's not do administrative dice rolling. And when he, when he realized that he was like, oh, okay, well let's work it through. So we walked through and he ended up on um it was like an 18 to 0 or something. Yeah. It was a fairly significant clean win. Yeah, yeah. But but I always knew that that was going to be a any of the players that burst this list was going to get bust hard. Um, and I, I was, originally in my head, I was like, I should be able to mitigate some of the damage. Yeah. That that didn't happen. <laughs> Not when you get hit by an MRL like twice uh, and it hits like four of the units. The, the SU-76, um, it survived two direct MRL hits and it only took four pins. And it was, and it was happily slinging shots back at the T-34. Look, I was just like, this is incredible. It earned its guards title, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob, how was your round three? Um, yeah, we were talking about players early on, about the personality traits, uh, how much we have great sportsmanship in this scene. Uh, David, I've never played you before. Uh, David K. Oh, yeah. You're an absolute gentleman. I would want to, if, if I could choose to play bolt action with anyone, I'd play it consistently with him for the rest of the year. <laughs> he is absolutely. Is that one of the, one of the best miniature wargaming team guys? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's, he's, he's a really good sport. Um, would you like to know on... why he's a really good sport? He was on a 12 game losing streak with Italians before Band of Brothers, and he had won two games before. Uh, he played you really so he was 
like that's not to say that he was any different when I played him against his Italians. I'm not to say Ooh. that he wasn't a good sport, but he had like every reason to be over the moon and just be an absolute <laughs> gentleman about it. <laughs> v- very humble and um, yeah, no, actually quite a strong player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I-, I think it could have easily gone the other way. Um, I, in the end, uh, discrediting the entire game, I outclassed him on VPs because of list building. Yeah. So it could it would have been a draw if if I didn't have those extra points in there. Um, those guys were very cool. They came prepared for being the cheese forum. <laughs> the objective markers were pieces of cheese, yeah. and oh. we agreed very early on. You hold them, you have your units there. But if you destroy them, you eat the piece of cheese. <laughs> and that was actually a consistent <laughs> theme throughout the day. So whoever scored one of their cheese objectives got to eat it. Um, and and that was the most consistent use of a single team's objective markers throughout the entire day. They had little. That was the only time I looked at any table row and I saw 100% of one team's objective markers out every single game. And I was like, there's just little bits of cheese everywhere. And and I know I know that we talked about the cheese. I know it's a great idea. Last Band of Brothers, one of the uh, uh, players of the cheese miniature wargaming team cheese for a miniature wargaming team he had to duck out for uh, i think it was last tournament actually he had to duck out for a round and i was back up to you um and i just gave him shit because he went to garb lunch with his family and then he came back and he had brownies and didn't bring me any and it was like it, i wasn't serious i was just like where are my brownies <laughs> this time around, the guy comes with a giant tray of brownies his mom <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they were they were actually so good so so next time Cheese Miniature Wargaming uh, team is, uh, Cheese Forum Miniature Wargaming team is absolutely doing all of the catering for Band of Brothers. Uh, they're doing <laughs> dessert and appetizers and Dean's doing brisket. Because uh, that was... Oh, yeah. yes. Sign just, me up. Just yeah. Sign me please. Up. We need your brisket, man. Please. We need his brisket. Um, yeah, work it, was not it, kind it. with his schedule, unfortunately. He couldn't smoke us no, a brisket. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think I called this way too late. Uh, on on Facebook of saying, all right, here's my team objective marker that we had. <laughs> yes. we, we had we had we had our little we had our little Panzer, we had a little Hetzer, and we had four little monocles because we're the Panzer elites, and we had four players because we had one sub in for round three, so we all had the monocle emojis, and that was our that was our objective marker. Um, Northern historical gamers, yes, yeah. sweet objective marker as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they had some jungle basing and stuff across the board, and then they had these like little flags with the NHG logo on it. I, I um, actually think it said uh, Northern hysterical gamers. By the way, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like I that. that I spotted that on, on one of the uh, one of the one of the banners. That oh. one, I was hysterical. Um. <laughs> Perfect, possibly, and. But yes, the cheese one was amazing. Yeah. Especially we get to eat it as we're destroying the objectives. Um, we we didn't read as like we read the object we read we read we skimmed through what we needed to know for the mission, but we didn't oh, actually realise that um skill, kills kills didn't matter. Oh yeah. But we both played it that way and I think it made for a very memorable and exciting game that we're, that's just going to stick with me forever. Mm. It was very much back and forth the whole time. A lot of wounds, a lot of pins, everybody charging each other. Werbel putting in a lot of work. Um, Nebel, probably at least a hit every round. Um, it just it just went crazy. Uh, and then, but he was he was coming on the outskirts of the board. He he, he knocked out my heavy mortar with the. Um, 
the recce jeeps. Yep. Recce jeeps have double MG. Yep. Uh, they're, they're pretty good for points. Um, yeah, it was it was a really fun game. And then you know I was I was holding a lot of the objectives, but he was just then rushing to destroy them. And we had like maybe four turns of trying to shoot an objective and not being able to do it. Which um, so the 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 crux of it was that you needed to get score two hits. Sorry, you need to get two damage yeah. results of a, on a six in, one shooting, in so. that yeah. round of shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, 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 that changes it a lot. Um, so I, I think actually keep it as is, Dan. It's easier mm. to, to hold the objectives. Mm. And the sniping, the sniping for us was too hard to do. Um, we, ended up, we ended up getting equal destroyed points, but I think we, we, we were holding them for the majority of the game. I'm I'm actually considering making it um, that you can actually only destroy them in an assault against the objective. Yeah. So okay. actually taking the shooting away completely. And so it's either you hold them or you assault the objective. And that also brings defensive circle play into it to obviously try and keep the enemy away and other things like that. Yeah, but you could taking the shooting yeah. away altogether. You could probably do something like a, a, a pen, basically treated as a pen seven open top vehicle that's standing still. So you hit it on fours, you got to get the penetration roll through any damaging result that's destroyed. But at least that way, um, that's harder to cheese. Because even if you take something like Gurkhas, you don't mm. get double the attacks. And if you get like Correct. tough fighters, yeah, you're still paying the points and it still like explode. Or no, it doesn't explode. Cause it's it won't explode. Of, yeah, so was, it, yeah. I think that probably would, would, if you treat it as a pen seven open top vehicle for the purposes of assault, that's probably mm. the, 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 take tank the simplest. Well, no, because it's, it's open top. It's not a tank. It's not a tank. It's not going to get the top yeah. tank under the rule. It has to be fully enclosed for you to get the, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, the no. minus three to charge it. Uh, yeah. Tyler, how was um, your round three? Yeah. So I'm glad I'm going after Jacob because contrast is a wonderful, wonderful thing. A little bit of juxtaposition. <laughs> never hurt anybody. Um, so I rolled onto the board. First thing I bought on was my Sherman. Um, 10 MMG shots, coaxial and hull mounted, black, dead objective. Um, two squads Ooh. of uh, 15 uh, shots each of um, US uh, infantry. I think it's 15 shots or whatever. Uh, missed yep. one. Very easily. Black, dead. Got it. Um, I then wow. spent the rest of the game. Um, I had two. So I think I was the only one who took an air observer in yeah. the tournament. Yeah, yeah you were. Yeah. Because... Um, <laughs> I'm American. I get two America. of those things. Why would you not? Yeah. I don't get this hate for it. Um, no, I got pretty lucky. I got one rookie pilot, and I think it was a strafing run on my Sherman, although it did knock it out for the rest of the game. Anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah. VP. Yeah. Gorchin literally said that. By the way. Yeah. Gorchin literally said that. He walked past, and I'm like, just rookie pilot. He's like, you get a VP. Um, but yeah, no, this round. First one comes in, um, I rolled a strafing, um, 12, uh, one, two, two D6 shots or whatever. Didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, pen two shots, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second one comes in, um, heavy ground attack. I think it's something like 3D6 um, hits because uh, it's the build. Yeah. It uses the building rules. Yeah, 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 so 3D6 yeah. hits on a building. Um, rounding, uh, sorry, halving and rounding up. So I think I scored still something crazy like... Uh, eight or nine or something yeah dead got his objective <laughs> um hey yeah it was really um 
fortunate for him. Like, I got first dice, rolled my Sherman on, blew up the objective, and I think that's kind of... It took him a couple more dice to be like, oh, oh, I really need to be shooting those. Um, Because his first couple were quite conservative. Oh, sorry. Um, I should say I played uh, the armchair generals. Um, Mark was my opponent. Oh, yeah. Fantastic guy. Absolutely loved playing him. Um, We had one... I think it was one of the other uh, armchair generals come over. He, He wasn't playing. But uh, he came to watch our games, and he basically just sat there, sh- sat there and commentated our game. It was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. So he basically just kind of was very conservative. Where I was like, "No, nah, get up!" And I'm American as well, so I can move and shoot and scoot. So I basically yeah. um, just advanced as far as I could and just shot everything into it. After that, I was kind of like, oh, where can I get VPs? I was like, I can kind of just try and, um, uh, you know, suicidal charges and stuff. Uh, once I get my flamethrower, leapt out. There was a church in the middle of the board. I'm like, I'm going to let him pack that full of stuff and then I'm smack it with a flamethrower. <laughs> um, so I think he had a sniper and a, another small team and an infantry squad in there. I was like, yum, yum, yum. Um, uh, yeah, flamethrower runs right. out. Huh? There were different say? floors, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so they the would have done the main was, body, the yeah. church, and then the tower is two separate. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so tower, main body, and then the tower yeah. had another story on top. Um, so yes, they went in. Uh, but yeah, the I went to shoot the infantry squad inside. Super close range with the uh, flamethrower. Roll the one. And uh, roll another one. So, oh, no. Once oh, again, yeah, flamethrower didn't do anything nothing the entire game um sounds like it made a oh no sorry explosion. actually no no no. I, that's a discredit that happened last game um against david um this game uh i'm doing a discredit to mark he judged me to a t he knew i was coming put his uh squad on ambush and i ran forward and i was like i'm just gonna cop it see what happens he got me he got me so <laughs> I, there's nothing i can really do about that it was actually really well done um uh yeah so his mortar basically just deployed and just lobbed shells onto my objective uh it wasn't until the final turn of the game that he finally got it though and first turn he 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 zeroed in so first turn he zeroed in and just could not um because it was a medium so i think it's 1d6 or something um makes it hard Oh, sorry, yeah. it was a, a howitzer. So it was 1d6 building shots. So 1d6 rolling, uh, halving, um, but he just kept lobbing them. Got there eventually, but yeah, spent the entire game smacking them. Also had artillery rolled on it. Like he did everything he could and he didn't get it. And I just walk in first turn, just blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, um, in the end, I think it, it, uh, I also ran. So for an air observer, friggin' MVP of the day, right? takes out his home objective, then sprints down the side of the board, friggin' dog company style, um, goes past a squad and an MMG in a field and just sprints into his objective and his deployment zone for the extra VP. Um, Ends up being 21 to 11 in the end. Um, Very nice. Good round. So that is the event recap for Band of Brothers. That's all three rounds done. Um, to the surprise of probably very few people, um, Matt Shadowlord and his team took out top spot um, with a healthy margin. Uh, and so 
thank you to War and Peace and Warlord, uh, through them, of course, for supplying us with the official Civil Order dice. Uh, so they, they yeah. walked away with a set of those. There were custom HE templates that went out to the best allied, best axis. Jacob, you are the only person in Ooh. Perth who has a best allied and a best <laughs> access. Um, That's right. template for Brother Brothers. Come at me. Uh, so <laughs> that'll, that'll be a staple going forward. Um, looking at sort of some of the feedback I got for the event, uh, people really liked theaters only. They liked no duplicate theaters. They really liked those two things. Um, a lot of, I think, the VPs... Uh, the secondaries are just going to get a total overhaul for the next Band of Brothers. Um, right now, there's a local minimum. Uh, it really rewards assault armies, which is... I was surprised there were no Japanese players. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But but we did see a lot of Gurkhas. Um, I, think, I think the yeah. field was yeah. one third or, or, or a half of the field was Gurkhas, which is, which yep. is a lot. Um, uh, we had eight allied teams, two Axis teams, so you probably got a little bit more than you would have expected to see on a typical 50-50. Uh, yeah, and so I think they need a little bit of an overhaul. The flip side of that, though, is we didn't typically see a lot of assault lists before Band of Brothers. We didn't mm, see a true. lot of them, so I guess in, in shifting and forcing different metas, that worked. Um, yeah. I liked having a single armored platoon. I thought that not a lot of players took that on, um, so mm. I'm going to try to look at a way of... I don't necessarily just want to say you have to. I'm going to try to find a way to reward that. Um, and uh, I, I actually had a thought on yeah. this. Sorry. Because um, uh, list building-wise, you have quite a few options to incentivize uh, not taking a tank platoon. And yeah. even in yeah. the uh, VPs, like you get one point yeah, for correct. keeping a medium yeah. tank yeah. alive. And so, yeah, like it, it, you kind of felt like you were missing a lot of points by taking a tank platoon, which yeah, is, from which, my experience anyway. Yeah, and and I think a lot of players agree with you, um, which is even the most effective, the two most effective tank platoons, one basically picked up the secondaries that they could, but just focused on being an absolutely ruthless armored platoon to deal with, like three T-34s um, plus a Katusha and a Gaz. The other one actually did pick up all of the list building VPs as well because they yeah. took three Stuarts and they took a transport and they put, took a captain and MMG and a few other things. Um, yep. I actually think what I'm probably going to do, look at doing with the secondary VPs is I will make different sets for uh, an infantry platoon and mm. a different one for armored platoons. And so that way you are rewarding both kinds of play. Uh, I'm tempted to take that one further uh, and bring another... A strategic element of company of heroes in um again not just to Ooh. try to copy the experience but just to bring the same <laughs> challenge across um so in company of heroes you can choose a commander specialty and it gives you access to unique units but limits access to some other units it gives you special abilities i'm thinking of doing something the same um so i would mm. uh, i you know for i do something really nice and contrived like you'd go infantry um and then you'd go like a support company, so anti-tank artillery, and then you would go uh, a tank company, and they would have different secondary objectives. And you would get, um, and and there would kind of be a weak rock, paper, scissors in that. So the infantry company yep. would get bonus yep. points for taking out artillery, um, and then tanks would get bonus points for taking out infantry and and so there's a nice little rock paper scissors that can be played there um but i wouldn't yeah. make that a large chunk of this of the 
BPs. BPs, yeah. It would it would just be yeah. like if you are scoring these, you're doing really well and you got the matchup you wanted, kind of thing. Um Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's a good um like a good space for those secondaries to sit is make them the difference between the draw and the win as opposed to the outright win, for example. Yeah, and, and that one that one I think I think you and I see differently on that one, Dan. Um and that yeah, probably and, and, and that I'm okay with this. Um so in Band of Brothers, there is no difference between a victory point scored from a secondary and one scored from a primary, um, but by design. Um, that is pretty common in a lot of other war games um, where there isn't... I may not be explaining myself the same way then, so that's okay. We'll leave that off because I think I'm actually aligned to your point of view. I'm just explaining it really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So so basically, if I've understood you correctly, if you got a win on primaries, it doesn't matter how many secondaries you got, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So my position is more um, if we're, if you limit the number of secondaries simply available. So instead of having 12 secondary points with 12 different possible outcomes that you could select, have six. So if you're breaking your sub, if you're breaking your force commander yeah. group, for example, into three parts, have six distinct ones available to each of those parts. So that gives you a net result of potentially, let's say, six to eight victory points that you can score out of secondaries. So if you are scoring those and doing well in your game, there is a good chance that that's going to lift you above the drawed status of single mission objectives. Right. As opposed, as opposed, so so keeping them all the same as yes, yeah, okay. victory points a victory point, but but limiting just how many secondaries there are because secondary objectives by default are secondary, not primary. So yeah. your primary mission should be the overarching. Yeah, and, and so for. and so I I basically solved that problem differently. I just made yeah. Yeah. Uh, the minimum amount of victory points that you could score. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, I made the maximum victory points that you could score score on primaries like a forty point swing. So yes. yeah. it if you were doing well in the primary, it didn't like matter how well your opponent was doing on the secondary; they couldn't keep up. That was that was the intent, and I think. There is there is obviously a massive spectrum between what we have now and where we could take it and what the actual optimal is. Uh, and yep. there's going to be lots of local maximum efficiencies in between. And so it's just trying something, right? Yeah, we, we know we know what happens when we do this. Um, so mm. we can see what happens when we do something differently. Yes, that was an official score sheet with somebody's name and points on it. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you. Jackson, actually. Uh, so <laughs> that is the, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be victory points overhaul. I really got to tidy up some of those missions and some of those clarifications. Probably going to work in some, um, some specialties. I will, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm going to go to two-hour game time. Um, I think I think if I want to go past 800 points, I got to go to two hours. Um, <laughs> yes. That's, that's pretty much, unfortunately, I... kind of mandatory. If the... Um... Is rather is the captain like taking instead of a Louis? Is that a an outside of Perth thing, or is it only like if you, is if it you look a at local the, thing? If you look at the back of your rule book, um, there is two sections in the force selection. There is guidelines to force selection, and there are rules to force selection. In the guidelines to force selection. In the headquarters section, it says you can take a captain or a major or a higher officer instead of your lieutenant. 
If you then go past the guidelines and go to the actual rules about building platoons, it says it has to be a lieutenant and you can take a higher officer in addition. So that's okay. kind of one of those things where for the purposes of this player's pack, I shifted that that wording verbatim from the guidelines to the rules. That's basically all that I did. And I like it. Because I really um, like that. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it just got people trying it because it, mm. I tried a captain in a normal list in addition to a first lieutenant. And I was like, this is bolt action. Like there is some seriously <laughs> weird, cool shit that you can do here. Um, yeah. That I think players would really get a kick out of. I don't... I don't like having two separate morale bubbles and stuff. It just becomes a bit oh, yeah. Yeah. administrative and a bit of a pain in the butt. But I think like a lot of people don't appreciate the difference a first officer can make. So imagine yeah. the difference that a captain can make. Um, or even a major, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, after, after watching the captains in play and in Banda Brothers and thinking, you know, okay, for next year's or next event, whatever it would be that, that offers that restriction where we take one the other, I'm like, Depending on what the points limit is, because yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, major yeah, yeah, is yeah. a lot of points. But but plus four morale, plus four snap two, twelve inch bubble. I'm like yep. for a, for a Soviet force, and that's that's considerable amount of your force that's just yeah, that's and just big. prep bombard me. I don't care. Imagine you know, like, how it's <laughs> me, I don't care. Imagine a six or a sixteen or an eighteen dice cap, maybe even a twenty dice yeah. cap. You yeah, have a major yeah. in there, and suddenly your artillery bombardment meta goes in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Because you can I, it also meant it, with the... it also meant for the entire day yeah. I got to keep saying El Capitan, I'm sure that has excellent. I'm sure it has excellent mouthfeel, Tyler. El Capitan. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I um one of the other things that I was thinking about. This is actually from the original sort of inception of a band of brothers before the first player pack came through was the idea that you could trade slots between players in the same team. Um, and there, oh. it, ended, it ended up being like a whole page Whoa. of like, be, be careful. <laughs> like it doesn't work for this and it works for this. And, and I ended up Holy having shit. to write like a huge number of exceptions about how it doesn't work. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and, and I felt like it was just like a bridge too far for the first event. Mm. And so the idea with it was um, you get, you can only ever plus minus one slot. Uh, any three for ones do not multiply. You don't trade yep. the three, you don't get three, whatever. So it's like if I gave an anti-tank slot from my US shirt. player to the Soviet player, he doesn't now suddenly get six anti-tank weapons. He just gets plus one. And yeah. vice yeah. versa, if somebody gives an US player an MMG, mm -hmm. he doesn't get an additional three. He just gets plus one um yeah, yeah. and so there's a lot of like there was a lot of these just then you get like the romanians and the hungarians yep. the access support special rules mm -hmm. then you get the artillery like the french artillery doctor the french yeah um and and basically it just comes down to you can only ever go plus one minus one um yeah. and yeah. and that's if a, you already if you already have a plus one built in you can't go plus one one. So yes. basically yeah. that meant, so the French get two artillery slots. What it means is he could give his free artillery to somebody else. They obviously have to pay for it. Um, yeah. Uh, he could give one of his slots to somebody else and they have to pay for it. Uh, and then the French could use his free artillery slot. So now he's not French. 
Um, but he couldn't give it to a Romanian player because the Romanian already has plus one artillery, for example. Um, it, yeah. And, but like, you just ended up with so many exceptions and so many you can't do this and you yeah. can't do that. And it, 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 it became a word salad of a player's pack like Band of Brothers isn't already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I just decided, I was like, look, that's maybe somewhere down the line I'll play with this idea. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. so the other idea that I'm settling on yeah. instead is looking at introducing free units that yeah. the entire team gets. And so all oh, teams yes. get one of their captains exclusively. A captain can be upgraded to a veteran major for free. Um, and that comes up during the draft. And then so a draft. You, would also, you would also have a uh, like a medium anti-tank gun or a heavy anti-tank gun that you don't pay points for that would come up during the draft. Uh, yep. And so that way, okay. if you if you end up in this matchup where you're like light on AT and you come up against the armored player, your you could swing your team command is like, don't worry, I've got an anti tank gun coming right for you. Do you know what yep. I mean? So, so I was thinking about some 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 things like that, and that kind of leans into again sort of the specialties and the different commanders. So that's basically i'm trying to give people a teaser for the next band of brothers and what you ex- what you should expect is i'm trying to go to two hour game times i'm going to try to deliver that because i know people want it expect the secondaries to be completely changed expect another custom mission because jacob keeps challenging me to write custom Ooh. missions for every event it's <laughs> <laughs> fun um and, and expect really uh and expect there to be either some some units that you will be given for free during the draft that you can trade uh, and obviously i'm not in a position to supply everybody an anti-tank gun so uh, you know i <laughs> yeah, will think be, about that <laughs> i will be pretty chill about the proxies on that one so like any artillery piece will be fine and that sort of thing anything that can call it in calling it here stem tiger draft that's a great idea though yeah yeah. Oh, it Sorry, is. Gone. yeah and 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 it was it was basically trying to look at doing basically uh platoons slot trading without all of the bookkeeping that comes with it because i know the juggernauts yeah. um, format actually has something it's not quite that but basically you spend enough points you get access to something else you get another slot yeah. yeah and and i wanted some way of doing all of that without all of the the bookkeeping and the and the and the exceptions and the word salads and, and things like this. Now, the vet major upgrade was actually uh, Matt Shadowlord's idea. It might have been a bit tongue in cheek, but it was basically along the lines of something I was thinking anyway. I wasn't thinking exactly that, and I liked his idea better anyway. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and go, no, it wasn't my idea, so therefore I can't use it, or it's a terrible mm-hmm. thing. It's like no, it's a good idea. I, no, I love it. I think mm-hmm. I think it's going to get um, going to get folded in. And if it goes with the other pieces that you're talking about yeah. as well, and so you, you know, it becomes a balancing factor. Is like, well, I can't, I can't give you the anti tank gun, or I can't give you the the yeah. free rifle squad, or whatever it is that we yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. But I can give you the leadership boost, um, you know, or I can give you the ability to move an entire flank at once in bolt action, which is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, say for example, you get matched up against somebody who's bringing uh, an artillery observer, right? You'd mm. be like, I don't care about the anti tank gun. Give me the, uh, yep. give me the, give, <laughs> give me, me the major. major. And like, what yeah. you care about is artillery. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So mm. those are, that's, uh, you know, and the whole point of it is that we have 
rock, paper, scissors with rock, paper, scissors with rock, paper, scissors. So you've got those multiple different options of things that you can do. Um, so yeah, that's that's the, the, the teaser of coming up for, for the next Band of Brothers. Um, that cool. all being said, I've gotten a bunch of feedback already. If you have more feedback, please do send it through. Um, you can email me, you can PM me, whatever. Um, I, I want to hear it. There's no guarantee that it'll get incorporated, um, but I want to know what players are thinking. And I yep. want to know what they're going. This is what I liked about the event. This is what I didn't like. Um, and and if you didn't like the draft and the team format, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to budge. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that I'm not going to budge for. If there are things about yeah. it that you didn't like, um, I, I want to hear them because I want to know why it didn't work for you, why you didn't enjoy it, why you didn't appreciate it. Now, I know that there are some people who overlap things that are difficult with things that they don't enjoy. Um, <laughs> so if you're... If your feedback is, it was a really tough tactical decision, I'm going to say, yes, that was the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, you said, if you said that was really incomprehensible to actually understand, that's a fair criticism. <laughs> that's very much a fair criticism, and it's something that, that I think we're going to work through coming up. So uh, that has been my summary of Band of Brothers and what's going forward. Do you, do you guys have any final parting shots? Look, I think my, my biggest thing that I want to, and we said it on the day anyway, but... Um, Gorchin, you ran a very good event. Thank um, you. Yeah. Obviously, thanks thanks to Outpost um, and mm-hmm. Justin for helping us hook it up. And obviously to all the sponsors who jumped on board and provided um, some support for us. That was all very well received. But being able to come as a player with uh, with a couple of other guys um, who were roped in, uh, you know, and, and a couple of teams were in the same spot where we all sort of roped in players towards the end. The day ran fantastically and everyone looked like they had a really good time um and i had a lot of people when i was talking with them they're going oh you know is every event like this i'm like no the things, <laughs> things are a bit different but the the people that are playing irrespective of the list type but the actual people that are playing it and the fun time that you had that is real that will be here almost every time but um but no you did you did really really well to pull it all together Thank you. um and the fact the fact that you had um, you're able to get 30 players together yeah. in one spot in Perth. Yeah, um, well is, is That's always a good thing. Yeah, uh, you did very well. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And of course, thank you to all the players as well. I mean, it's, it's rich of us to sit here and, and do, do a podcast and talk about the <laughs> event, what we want to do next. The only reason that's possible is because we had 24 players sign up to the first one and 30 sign up to the second one. So that is the, the simplest metric. If, if you guys are coming to events, it tells us to keep doing that and do more of that and and we'll iterate on it and we'll improve it but yeah that's 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 my key takeaway we're coming for you cancon that was hmg <laughs> episode 30 first recording of 2023 uh thanks for joining us hold Please on hold on i got parting shots here man oh, i got no. parting shots here um fine yeah. Yeah. Goddamn right. Because this is important. It, it, look, and I want to open I, this can of worms. Oh, I, ca- I, I kind of, this. I kind of didn't want to interrupt that because that was a really good like. Did that nev- we'll, anyway. we'll never get it again. <laughs> sorry, Tyler. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry for interrupting your flow, Jacob. It was a beautiful segue. It was such a beautiful segue. I didn't realize it was a segue at first. Um, but here we go. Here's my final takeaway. I don't want to discuss it. I'm just going to say it, and uh, the community can deal with it chess clocks in bolt action anyway this has been hmg (laughs) um first recording for 2023 um thank you very much for joining us guys and we'll see you next time
Catch you in the next one. Catch you next time. Bye.